you're listening to the Bitchin' Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. Joined today with the now alive <laughs> Cole. Hello. No Back longer. from the dead. Yeah, no longer buried in my backyard. I am now a necromancer. Well, I, I think you're pretty excited for this week's episode. Uh, Freaking course I am. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, I don't, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm a big fucking humbug. Christmas, eh. It, it starts too early. It, there was an asshole in my neighborhood <laughs> who had Christmas lights up on Halloween. I believe that. And I have I have seen that before. I mean, just just let me have my my freaky spooky holiday, and then you can jizz Jesus all over your house after. You know, I heard uh, from uh, one of the gals that I work with. She said that when you put up your Christmas tree earlier, um, you know, around Thanksgiving time, it's supposed to make you hap- happier, right? I disagree. I think that if you play black metal, black metal earlier in the year, like any any given time of the year, you're more happy. So, booyazaka. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, uh, <coughs> it certainly makes me happy, and I feel like the best way to start an episode off about black metal is with some very fast black metal. We're gonna listen to some malice. Yes. Yes.
that was Malice. The song is Night Raids off of their EP Night Raids that's released as a 12-inch earlier this year. They are an independent band out of Boston. And I cannot understand singing, growling, <laughs> anything lo- like vocals. Uh, but apparently it's historic, witchcraft, occult themes. It's and a must. Yeah. Yeah, that that EP is out now on Atomic Force Records. What do you think of this black and speed, speed metal, my friend? It was good. Uh, I think that's a... It's a really good start to this to this adventure that we're gonna have. Um, I definitely like. You know, I'm going visual here. I like the the whole classic black metal. You know, the whole single frame. They got you know the black and white pictures, and then of course they got the, the oh, individual. Are you talking about the album art, right? Oh, those those are dogs. <laughs> Malice got them all riled up. And then the the malice is the oh the scepter the hammer the relentless oh and the hammer I love that yeah it's like you could go for individual names but then you become a pop group no <laughs> nobody wants you, you that got, you gotta you gotta have them black metal names fuck yeah I liked it uh, it was fast uh, yeah like but eight minutes but it's still like Ah, just Definitely. relentless. It's fun. I like the uh, some of the little uh, gallop riffs that they did. Me too. That's a must. <laughs> yeah, well, when your song is Night Raids, I feel like that's just, you got to put that in there. What was it? The I don't know. I was going to go for something and my brain's like, nope. Goodbye. (laughs) Quit. And you quit. Well, that's one band down, eight more to go of this very black Christmas episode. (laughs) Dude, speaking of, Uh I did a little research and Christmas. These days, it's, you know, Jesus is the reason for this season, family time. No, back in the day, it was... Uh, Doom and gloom? It was brutal. All right, so caroling. What do you think about carolers? Uh, I don't have any any issue with them. You know, I never got to see that, uh, but maybe like once when I was a child in my neighborhood, but... Oops. Well... I'm about to give you the lowdown on how caroling was a brutal holiday extortion racket. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, oh. oh this is, this is going to be good. <laughs> All right. I, I stole this from crack.com. Uh, caroling wasn't always uh, blander than a bread sandwich. Before the 19th century, Christmas was seen as a time when regular social order could go eat a dick. As part of this annual bizarro world mentality, people would go door to door making noise, drinking and playing instruments with the expectation of being invited inside for food or booze. <laughs> the carolers carolers would also cross-dress or dress as animals and then fuck 
in front of people's houses because it's not Christmas unless you're boning a drunken tiger in the snow. In a sense, it was like trick-or-treating if the trick was a helping of horrific violence. Accounts exist of proto-carolers burglarizing homes and destroying livelihoods simply because they didn't have enough booze or money to go around. Even some of the songs sung around the time explicitly threatened home occupants, saying that if they failed to provide the goods, they could excite a curb stomping by belligerent show tune singing furries. Oh, goodness. Isn't that fun? Let's bring it back. I agree. I could be down for it the Christmas if it means I can go to some rich asshole's house and just fornicate on his doorstep. <laughs> oh man. I I do it for that and and to to like like down a bottle of whiskey at the doorstep and then be invited into his house to drink more whiskey. Oh shit. Yeah. Um, I you know, let's let's bring it back. I you think you so. heard it you heard it here guys. We're bringing back the extortion racket <laughs> caroling. <laughs> And on that note, let's move on to something, something black. Some Raven Throne. Raven Throne. Hmm. Never heard of that. Well, you're about to hear it now.
that was Raven Throne. They're from Belarus, so the following is going to be butchered. The song was Vitru, which I try to translate, and I believe it means the place. And the album is Mjortvim Sinka Zolak, which I think translates to Dawn Dead Dream. But they are on Non-Servium Records. Uh, this is their f- sixth full-length re- release that came out earlier this year. Nice. They are predominantly a two-piece. Uh, but, of course, when they play live, you have to have more than two people. And they focus on things like mythology, uh, Belarusian poetry. And uh, can you hear the classic Norwegian black metal influences? Yes, yes, I can. Yeah, I sure can. I like the. Uh, I definitely like the uh, clean parts too. That's always that's always a nice touch to to uh, to black metal is is the clean parts and then go back straight into the the pit. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a good album. Solid release. I like it, though. Uh, I I wish I could have more more lyric lyrics, so uh, I can know yeah. it, know what's happening. But that's fine. Still <laughs> fucking good, <laughs> right? Well, do you, do you want more fun, festive? <laughs> Knowledge? Yes. Yes, I do. Well, how did you know that the modern Santa Claus was created by rich assholes to stop us from having fun? I did not know that. Well, we already talked about how caroling was all about being a mischievous asshole and fucking up rich people's shit. So what... What do you expect them to do? Use their rich asshole powers to... (laughs) <laughs> to cease things. All right. This is also from com. Santa Claus did not spring fully formed from the hopeful minds of children. In fact, he was invented by rich New Yorkers who wanted to stop Americans from drinking around the holidays. <laughs> As we mentioned earlier, Christmas used to be a rowdy bitch of a holiday when drunken wenches roamed the streets harassing rich people. Property damage was widespread. Mortality was drowned in gallons of wine, and violent hijinks ruled supreme. A truly old-fashioned Christmas looked less like Martha Stewart living and more like a PG version of The Purge. By the early 1800s in America, however, the rich elite started to think of ways to ruin this one night of mindless fun for poor people um, in New York a group of wealthy Dutch Americans formed the St. Nicholas Society and conspired to make Christmas safe for the rich. With the help of writers like Washington Irving and Clement Clark Moore, the society began domesticating the holiday by forcing it upon children. First, they brought over the Dutch story of uh, Sinterklaas, Mm. a folkloric figure based on St. Nicholas whose present-giving anti-pimping platform made him the perfect symbol 
for family-friendly wholesomeness. So, thanks, Dutch people. <laughs> thanks, Dutch Americans. <laughs> you gotta say, thanks, Dutch Americans. God. I mean, like I said, let's bring back the rowdy hijinks. Heck yeah, dude. <laughs> I didn't get any 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 time like that when I was a teenager. I think we should bring it back, and I can go back and and do what I needed to do when I was a teenager, but at 30 years of age. I mean, who says you, you have to grow old, but who says you have to grow up? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's so true. It's fucking real. That is very true. Well, I think we need to dive back into the blackness. We're going to be listening to, it's Latin, so don't make fun. Inconcisus Lux Lucius. Ten Incon- times fast. Inconcisus Lex Luthor. Inconcisus Lex Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to summon <laughs> Superman. Anyway, we're going to listen to that.
that was Inconcessus Lux Lucis. Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. No, <laughs> Lex Lucis. Uh, the song was At the Behest of the Sinister Impulse off of their 2017 release, The Crowning Quietus, which is their second full length. They're on Invictus. They're from the UK. Where have I heard Invictus Records? They're fucking good, so I... I'll have to that, check that out. I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah. It may have been you. Probably. <laughs> I do en- I do like that record label. Uh, their themes are Satanism, Death Worship, and Chaos. Perfect Christmas themes. And that <laughs> is definitely the perfect triad. Right. Uh, the band is... The band's name is Latin. Uh, it essentially translates to... Uh, Inconcessus, I know I'm fucking that up, not a Latin major. Anyway, it means lawless or forbidden, and Lux Lucis means uh, light of light. So, forbidden light of light. I dig it. Yeah, it's real It's real good. There's a lot of, a lot of surprises on that. I didn't expect, because uh, it starts off like, the only way I know to describe it, like black and roll. It's like black metal and rock and roll. And then there was like a solo in there. And then there was a little, some galloping. And mm. it was, that was interesting. Yeah. That, that one caught me off guard. I I really like, uh, like, I don't know, three-fourths of the way in. It like changes up a little bit. Yeah. And, it, and then the vocals come back in. And I'm like, ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. It was a very, is a very fun song. It was very, it was very straightforward. It's like not about, uh, you know, playing as fast as they can. It's like they got everything done within the amount of time on this song, which is cool. I dig that. I like it. I'm glad. I'm glad. I like it too. Well, more. Yes. <laughs> more more of Sabrina shitting all over your Christmas joy. <laughs> so, there is a song. Uh, Good King Winslus. I'm mm. fucking that up. Um, oh, God. It, it's, a, it's a well-known Christmas song from <laughs> you know, like Frank Sinatra era. Good Queen King Winsel helped... Poor people. He's a good guy. <laughs> anyway, this famous Christmas song, I'm sure people that actually like Christmas music actually know what the fuck it is. Um, but Good King Winsolus, I really hate his name, uh, is a popular Christmas carol about a, a king, a kind king, who helps a poor peasant in a snowstorm. However, most people don't know that the inspiration for the song was a real person who died horribly. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> Winsolus I, king of Bohemia, was born in 907 AD. After the death of his father, Vitalius? Dead people names are hard, dude. How do you the spell first, that name? Uh, his, which, which v- one? Vitalius? V- 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 Vratis? V R A T I S L A U S. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, 
our uh, good king was raised by his mother, Dramor... Drahomia. No. <laughs> Drahomira. Drahomeostasis. I'm naming my <laughs> next dog that. No. Uh, who was the daughter of a pagan tribal chief. In September of 935 AD... Our good king was murdered on his brother's orders. He was stabbed repeatedly with a lance while praying and dismembered in front of the church. Woo. It's a Ooh fucked wee. up way to go. Goodness. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's good to be good. But when your brother's a dick, you're dead. <laughs> we're we're going to have to find another church now. No, I'm pretty sure back then people just went to the same church because they would spend. Have you seen some of the construction on some of the churches in Europe? Hundreds of years it takes to like build these fucking things. Uh Uh-huh. Interesting. So you don't just stop going when somebody gets killed on in front of your church. You just keep going. Oh, wow. That's... So so then they don't think you're a witch and don't try to burn you at the stake. Oh, and then there's that. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's you go to church because you're afraid of being murdered, Whew. and because you're brainwashed into it. I'd be like, look, guys, up at the podium, I'm a witch. <laughs> Bad head. I'm I'm a witch. Okay. Dead. <laughs> Speaking of dead, uh, uh, let's listen to some <laughs> devouring star. Ooh, that sounds awesome. It is.
That was Devouring Star. The song was Sin Assimilation. That was off of their 2018 release, The Arteries of Heresy. That is their second full length. That is on Dark Descent. The most badass Dark Descent. And they are from one of my favorite metal lands, Finland. (laughs) And they are all about the Satanism and chaos. Interesting. I, I I feel like you kind of get that from the album art. The yeah, I never I never forget artwork like you that. Never, you never forget six titties. Six titties, man. I was fine with two. <laughs> you, you put six in there. Woo! <laughs> 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 well, what do you what do you? I of course liked it. Uh, it's very it's very dark. Uh, the atmosphere was, was, was correct. It was, it was good. Um, that's interesting. So they're from Finland? Indeed they are. I guess, I guess maybe I'm a little surprised because I don't know of too many black metal bands from, from Finland. Oh, shit. You know, you know what I've been reading? What's that? The Devil's Cradle. What is it's that? It's all about the story of Finnish black metal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beharit, the, the, the Hexen are the two that I can remember off the top of my head. The black book that you have? Yeah, it is It is a black book. <laughs> it must be black. Yeah, but yeah, black metal's been going on in Finland since the, I don't know, early 90s, like 90, 91, something like that. But there's some good bands. And... This this is just one of them. Yeah, I li- I liked it. I, I I guess I'll have to get into more Finnish black metal. Oh, I can I can give you a list. <laughs> <laughs> I you know you know I love I love Finland. It's it's my mecca. It's even though I like yeah it doesn't have fjords like like Norway and you know, Sweden's known for its you know death metal. And I'm like Finland. All of like all my favorite bands are from Finland. Right. Yeah. One one of my favorite things about Finland and especially Finnish bands, whether it be metal or electronic, is I always love listening to the music and being like, This is very unique. That's how it always starts with, with Finland bands for me. It's like this is very unique. Unique to the point where they stand out more than than other bands, uh, you know, especially bands from America, and then I find out that they're from Finland and I'm like you again there you there you are yeah well i it's i swear gotta be like the most metal country you think so yeah well the there's this chart online or or a map Mm -hmm. and it shows you like how many bands per country and the blacker the country is the more metal bands there are and finland (laughs) is like blackout (laughs) I like that. I mean, they're so metal that they even have like a a children's like metal band. They like dress up like dinosaurs and play metal music. And wow. kids are like, yay! I, I can't awesome. remember what they're called, but it's a thing. And I appreciate that about you, Finland. I do. Well, enough of that. <laughs> it's time to move on. Uh, you know what? Maybe maybe we'll save 
do you, do you well, hold, what do you think about the nut the nutcracker uh so when i think of the nutcracker i think of that one film or that one video that everybody has seen you know what i'm talking about the one with the the big mice and like it's, the, are you talking about the the fancy ballet Yes. With the, the, maybe it's been a long time. I I think I think that is exactly what I'm talking about. I used to watch that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. The, nut, the Nutcracker, like now, as an adult, I'm like, me. Eh. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Nutcracker is a surprisingly creepy tale. Oh, I like creepy. <laughs> I figured the Nutcracker ballet is based on the 1816 story, The Nutcracker and the Mouse King, by German author E. T. A. Hoffman. In the original tale. A seven-year-old girl named Marie slices her arm open after being startled by a vision of her toy nutcracker coming to life. As she recuperates, her godfather tells her the tale of a man cursed with the ugliness of a nutcracker by a heartless queen. Mm. When Marie eventually declares that she would love the nutcracker no matter his appearance, she is whisked away into the dull kingdom to marry him. The two are wed within a year of meeting, even though that would make Marie eight years old at the time of her marriage. Child brides. Yeah. It's fucked up. That's a that's a no-no in today's world. Yeah. That's jail time forever. It is, unless <laughs> you're in Yemen. Then huh. you can marry your daughter off at any age to pay your debts. Ew. Yeah, but it was not uncommon... In the time period preceding when this story was written, that it was definitely a thing that happened amongst the the elite, the rich, uh, the powerful. Of course, you, you would marry your daughter off at a young age, five, eight, but she would live at home with her parents, and then when she became of age, she would go mm-hmm. off to live with her husband's family. It was a way of solidifying. You know, legal bullshit. Because to be fair, marriage is all... <laughs> it, for a very long time, it was about power and, and possession, handing Ugh. down stuff. It didn't matter if you loved the person. It was just power. That's dumb. And the woman was the pawn. Yeah. That's even that's that's dumb. It is dumb. But you know what's not dumb? <laughs> what's that? The next band! <laughs> <laughs> We're going to listen to Primal Cult.
that was Primal Cult. The song was My Quest for Light. That was off of their first full-length album, Perennial Fire, that came out this year. They're on Azermedith Records. I'm probably fucking that up because they're from Greece. Their themes are the cosmos, nature, spirituality, and philosophy. I love all of those things that you just mentioned. All of them. Yeah. And it's real good. Yeah, it was very. It was a very pleasant listen. Uh, of course, you know, being shiny things, I definitely like the artwork. I figured we'd go from six boobies to two. <laughs> <laughs> back back to the normal. <laughs> yeah. The normal twofer. The normal twofer. Yeah. Uh, it was very uh it was very presentable. It wasn't it wasn't overwhelming. Uh, not a bunch of fast. It's, it's nice and melodic. So I like that. I I like that very much. Yeah. I d- I dig the melodic the melodic black metal. Ooh. I have another factoid. What you got? The pagans sang at the at the winter solstice. Carols have been sung for thousands of years, but they were not originally Christmas carols. Originally, they were pagan songs. They were sung at the celebrations surrounding the winter solstice festival. The word carol actually means a song or a dance of joy and praise. They were written and sung during all four seasons, but it was only the tradition of singing them at Christmas that survived. Interesting. Yeah. I'm really wondering what songs they sung when it was, you know, spring equinox or what have you. Summer solstice. You know, I I, I bet you that they probably have festivals, uh, maybe in select places in Texas, of course, uh, that probably sing those. That would be interesting. I I would I would totally be down to to witness that. Same. That would be fun. Cause uh, pagans have more fun. <laughs> well, I guess it's time to move on to some pagan metal then. Yes. Yes. We are gonna listen to some uh, fear tan. Might be fucking that up because it's German, but fuck it. Fear time!
Novelle und Spiel. Was hier schwer war. Blaue Vergessenheit. Müßig steht mein Kahn. Meine letzte zögernde Seligkeit. That was the most excellent Fear Tan. The song was German. Uh, Notch Verwin? Will? Anyway, it, it means Nightlinger. That was off of their second full length album, Okinos. Might have fucked that up too. They're on Art of Propaganda. Like I said earlier, they are from Germany. And, uh,. Their themes focus on despair, nature, and philosophy. Yes. Yes. And then yes again. Yes. To all of that. And the violin. That was a that was a so game changer. Good. That definitely it reminds me of something. Like every now and then I'll listen to a band and there's like maybe like another song or Something that I've heard before, so I'm probably gonna lose sleep tonight trying to think of who that is. But this was this was good. A uh, lot of a lot of interesting riffs on this, and it was very very clean and and well presented. I liked it. Indeed, and the album art. Yeah, I had trouble figuring that out until you started pointing out stuff. It's it's really good. And do you recognize the style? The artwork style? Yeah. Uh, not really. Well, uh, the art is by Russian artist Denis Forkas. What's he he also did the album art for Behemoth, for The Satanist, and a few other releases. Oh, and also yeah. Wolves in the Throne Room's Thrice Woven uh, album art is also what he did. Now I see it, for sure. Right? Yeah, it didn't, like, click, but when I looked him up, I was like, oh, shit. Also, um, the song is taken from Nietzsche. The, the Sun Sinks, which is a poem from uh, 1888. Uh. No, it's not, like, word for word, but there's definitely similarities in and stuff. Nietzsche is, is is hard to hard to grasp. I've tried. I don't have his poetry book, but I do have a book that I can't see from where I'm sitting. It's up there somewhere. I grabbed it trying to see if I could find the book. I mean, not the book, the poem. Hold on. All right, it is uh, Twilight of the Idols and the Antichrist. Ah, I only own one of his books. Of, I think it's actually called The Gay Science, mm. something like that. Mm. And it's it's got poetry in it, and it's got uh, cool, like little. I don't. It's hard. His stuff is just so hard to read, and it's like little excerpts, I guess, of like mm. just like I don't know like certain wisdoms that he had like ah and then wrote it down I don't know what that I'm sure that's called something but uh he's 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 a 
he's a strange man, and he also went insane. And he's dead. He is very dead. Not D-E-A-D. D-E-D. D-E-D. Dead. 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 Anyway, uh, that band's badass. And speaking of badass, onward to another fantastic band. We're going to hear some Dumal.
That was Dumal from their album The Lesser God, which was their first full-length release from 2017. The song was Abrahamic Contagion. I love that song title. I do, too. <laughs> They're on Drag Flum Productions. I fucked that up. <laughs> Fuck it. Don't care. Anyway, they are from the U.S. Their themes are anti-theism, anti-Christianity, nature, and darkness. All right, fun fact. The band's name comes from Charles Baudelaire's book of poetry, Les Fleurs du Mal. Yep, fucked that up too. The Flowers of Evil. So essentially, du Mal translates into of evil. Ooh. I like ye. Well, one of the reasons I picked this song was, I mean, obviously, the song title draws the eye. Hmm, Abrahamic Contagion, living in a state that's red and full of religious folk, and therefore Christmas insanity. Uh, I decided to look at some of the lyrics and share them with you. Yes, please. <laughs> the prophet the prophets of Jerusalem unleashed on earth a curse on men forever plagued by the scourge of ignorance spread by the parasites leeching from the world they will be undone all light extinguished and a bit later on in the lyrics let their remains be set ablaze to look upon as we welcome nothingness just just all around despair. Fun, fun lyrics. I like that. Yeah. And once again, the shiny things. I like the like the artwork. The whole looks like Satan puking a sea of death. Oh, there's a baby with an arrow sticking out of it too. I saw that too. I like That's how a this nice touch. Yeah, I like how the style is like a woodcut from oh, hundreds of years ago. It's pretty rad. Like it. Yeah, it was uh, it's very uh, traditional black metal. Good American black metal. Yeah, I've it's it's nice when when Americans are on board with that and get it right. Oh yeah, yeah, they're a fucking good band. Do you know what state they're from? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, nice. Yeah, isn't that also where Horrendous is from? Oh, I don't remember. There, there's, there's bands from Pennsylvania, and they're good. But let's move on to some Norwegian black metal. Oh, here we go. Here it goes.
that was Rur. Thanks, Google Translate. Uh, that that was uh, song one. There are four songs on the 2018 release that's also called Rur. Rur. Uh, they God are on Northern Silence Productions. Uh, this is a one-man band from Norway. The themes are darkness, cosmos, and nature. Uh, this was written and recorded in 2017. Released 2018. The music is described as massive, powerful, vast, and panoramic. In the vein of Mare Cognitum and my beloved Culloden Brood. There's uh, some orchestral type parts in there. And I was wondering what, what it actually was. I don't know if it was like actual like orchestral instruments or if it was just their guitars. Uh, it has me interested now. Being that it's a one-man band, I'm sure that there's some programmed... Maybe. Stuff. I, I'm sure he doesn't just like keep a an orchestra <laughs> locked in his basement. Time to come out and play. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. But really, really good. And four songs, they get longer and longer until the last track is like a good 15 minutes, which I have no problem with. I I like a long atmospheric song. Me too. Especially when it comes to black metal. I think that's one of the, the charms that black metal has. Uh, um, when you're sitting down and you're listening to a song and you just kind of like zone out and then you come to again and you realize it's going to sound stupid, but like you realize they've been playing the same riff for days on end. I love that ish. I love that. It's like trance-like. Yeah. Just kind of get sucked into it, lost in the music. It's a vortex. Vortex metal. <laughs> well, uh, we've got one band left. You know, see, this is why I was thinking earlier, and I don't know why I said I didn't say this earlier. We for for this one, we should have for this episode, we should have slowed the songs down by like. A million and one BPM, so that way we could listen to them well into 15 years from now. Oh, and the episode would never end until 15 years, and and it'll never get uploaded. And that's sadness. That's true. Well, this band is from Iceland, so I'm not hmm. going to pronounce it. No, I'm going to try. Almirvik. Your guess is as good as mine. You know, I'm going to try that later. But first, let's listen to Forlorn Astral Ruins.
a milk me. I think I'm um. pronoun. It's it sounds like I'm saying milk me. Anyway, <laughs> that's an American trying to say Icelandic words. Uh, hopefully, Google Translate did a better a job than me. I did. A milk me. But that was uh, forlorn astral ruins off of the album Umbra. Their first full length from 2017. They're on Vaughn Records. And they are from Iceland, which is why I can't pronounce their fucking band name. But they are all about the black holes, the cosmos, and darkness. And I listened to this album so much this week. (laughs) More than any other. It's just so dark and oppressive and delicious it's very full-bodied like there's there's a lot going on i I noticed somebody in the comments and i think this is why it caught my attention it sounded industrial and somebody put down uh, incredibly dense uh industrial black metal so that's that's the first time i've ever heard something like that woven into one so that's that's some good stuff it's i like it it's so good i really like it I'm, I thought you would. I'm glad you like it. You're cheating. <laughs> you know what it reminded me of, too? It reminded me of, uh, oh, my goodness. What's his name? The guy that's disturbed. Uh, Wait, what? The The one that does the, the stuff that he recently did the split. Was it a split or recently collaborated with Jeff Whitehead? Um, that wasn't a collaboration. Not a collaboration. Are you talking about Convulsing's new album? Yeah. Because he just did the artwork for the f- album. Okay, that's what it was. But yeah, it reminded me of uh, Convulsing. And you know how I love Convulsing. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you there. That's, I love that too. Yeah. Extra <sighs> heavy. Extra good. Anyway, that that is all the black metal I have. Uh, and this is the no. last show of the year. Huh. Yeah, we're not... W- December. Done. Benito. Oh, I was... Dude, don't do that to me. The last episode of the year. I got you now. My brain. Yeah. It's like, don't you dare. Yeah. Don't and you even. Like, uh, people, people always are doing their favorite albums of 2000. 18 mm-hmm. in December and I'm like what about the bands that are releasing shit on like the last day of the year on December 31st <laughs> like if anyone's crazy enough to do that I'm gonna fucking find it and if it's good I'm listening to it and I will do my favorite albums of 2018 in January when it makes fucking sense <laughs> You know what I don't like? What? Now that we're on this topic, uh-huh. I don't like hipsters who, who, who give me that that bullshit about if, if February. We're in the new year, right? And they're like, "This is totally the best band, like the the greatest album of twenty twenty something." Like, shut up, shut up, it's, shut up. Right? Too too soon. It is too soon. I mean, take note if you enjoy it, and then. Discover more shit throughout the year. Yeah. And then if it still stands up at the end of the year, then you can say... Exactly. It's the best. I had to to get it off my chest. Just just stop it. Stop it. You just want to slap him. Anyway, 
Good stuff. Love it. Good shit. I hope you enjoyed all that black metal. As always, look for links to support these musicians in the notes. Go to bitchinmetal.com for the best notes that we'll send you to where you can buy it. It's always going to send you to Bandcamp if you can get on Bandcamp because that's where I buy all my music. And if you don't want to buy it there, that's fine. You can do your own hunting. But support Underground Metal and have a unholy Christless. <laughs> oh, <laughs> interesting. A bah humbug.